Well, hi everyone. Hey. Hey. How's it going? This is Ashton. Hey, Ashton. Hi, guys. Talking is... to your microphone. Oh, hi, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we have our friend Ashton today, which is really exciting. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you want me to introduce you? Um, you introduce me. Um, this is Ashton. Uh, it's it's very strange because, like, um, I met Ashton through his mom. So, and Ashton's 18, so I'm old enough to have friends that have 18-year-old sons. Which is very uh, strange, and I feel older and older every day. Um, but Ashton's very cool. We best friends. Best. Best. best the friends. bestest of friends. BFFs. BFFs. Friends with him, and also his mom. His mom's a good homie too. Um, shout out Ashton's mom. But um, Ashton, is your mom hot? I'm not answering. That <laughs> <laughs> is she? Is she smoking? <laughs> Ricky, you, you can be honest. She so she I, is, but she's the kind of hot where Ashton's been hearing about it his entire life, <laughs> and it's probably really fucking annoying. <laughs> I, at one point, you get used to it, but it is it is a little annoying. Oh, she's like she's like she's like super the hot mom. She's like super hot. She was the one in the cowboy outfit you took pictures of at my Halloween party. Oh my god. I got the best picture. She's so photogenic. Your mom is hot. I'm sorry. I mean, this is a great start. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I had, a, I had a girl come up to me at graduation. And she was like, she's like, your mom's so pretty. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. You just think you, you never know what to say. I, 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 You're like, this makes me uncomfortable. I, can't, I don't want to say like, thank you. Because that's just like weird. Thanks. Like, yeah. yeah, what do you say when somebody, because nobody ever said that about my mom. But like, what do you, I don't even know what you would say if somebody said your mom was hot to you. You don't, I, you, can't, you yeah. can't, you don't say anything because it's fucking weird. It is fucking weird, yeah. Just thanks, I know. I would just like start being mean. I'd be like, thanks, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, you even said that in the first Like, oh place. yeah, your mom's hot too. Okay, where do we go with this yeah. conversation? Say, your mom's hot too. <laughs> and see how uncomfortable that makes them. That's actually the perfect response. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. I don't know what to say. And you're like, yeah, see, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> um. That was a great start. This is Ashton. He has a hot mom. <laughs> what else do you do? <laughs> What's your hobbies? Tell um, us about yourself. Skate. Draw. Uh, I like cars. He cars has a cool. his own clothing brand, and I don't know why he didn't say that. Well, oh. Ashton's I, also he's he's eighteen and runs his own clothing brand. I have a shirt. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's difficult because like I'm in the process of rebranding the old one, which was Say Yes, into like a newer company called Workwear, but at the same time it's like. I don't want to force myself with this company like I did with Say Yes. I like kind of, how do I word this? Um, I like overwhelmed myself a little bit mm-hmm. and it wasn't like fun anymore. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to jump out of that and I was like, you know what? Like the Say Yes stuff isn't me no more. People started taking it as like a skateboard company and I've always been the type to make like a clothing company. I don't want to, like I'm a skateboarder. All my friends are skateboarders, but I never wanted a skate company. You didn't want to, like, corner it into just people no, to skate. Yeah, because, like, a lot of people, like... There's also so many skate brands. Yeah. Yes, that, and there's a lot of local skate brands now, too. And mm-hmm. it's annoying. I've been working on Say Yes for six years, like, since middle school. Yeah. And oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, so to Ashton see... Ashton doesn't fuck around. That's why he's on here. <laughs> so to see, like, all of that happen, and then my name just get, like, put into that corner, I just don't like it. Yeah. So I took a step back, working on workwear... I don't know when any of that's going to happen because I'm kind of just taking everything in. Yeah. And then like I'm moving to Columbus too. So that's gonna be a lot of new stuff. I try to take like everything in my life and then put it into like a shirt. Yeah. Put it like into a design or like anything really. So. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. There was there was one concept he was telling me about where you were incorporating like watches into clothes. Was that for your senior capstone? And no, then, that is just, that was that was like a passion. That is project. just me doing doing shit. That is just me doing shit. That's me doing shit. So he, he's very it's very similar to our friend Jesse who also has like three skate. Yeah, shout, shout out Jesse. Yeah. Jesse. Shout out Jesse. <laughs> shout out Jesse. Jesse's the main reason that me and Ashton became friends. But um, how did how did I meet you? Did you just get a haircut from me? Um, I, I think, think that's you, the first. You took... I met you at the skate competition years ago because I would take pictures. At yeah. It. So I think that was like the first one, and then I was like, I need my haircut, and I was tired of going to barbers because they would always fuck my shit up. Yeah. Like, the bad, like super bad. Well, it, and at the time, you had really long hair too. Yeah, it was like down to here or some shit. I don't know. But my mom was like, "Go to Ricky," and I was like, "Do I know Ricky?" And she was like, "I think you do." And I think you do. Yeah. And my I, mom's like, "I know Ricky." Yeah. I got my haircut. Um, but I wanted to talk about too, and I, I don't want to focus on it too much, but. I definitely think it's cool because I cannot tolerate, and as an adult, I shouldn't have be able to tolerate people in high school because it's weird because when we were in high school, we hung out with people who are our age. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about it, it's really fucking weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. Um, I used to hang out with this one guy that was like a, I was 16 and he was like a 26 year old heroin addict. So... And I was like, oh, I'm different. I'm cool. <laughs> Who are you hanging out with? Yeah. It's, Who, it, 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 Newark? I, and... I, I'll drop first and last after the podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll drop first and last, last after. like a total piece of shit. It's okay. a that, very terrible time. That is crazy. That is some yeah. character development, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes you accidentally smoke crack, and it's fine. You move on, and <laughs> you just go on with your life. But, like, I do is... appreciate that, like, you're not looking to hang out with people much older than you the yeah. way that I was. Yeah. It uh, kind of just happened, really. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not annoying, I would assume. So He doesn't it. he doesn't talk like somebody who's his age. And he Yeah. The reason I No get cap. A, nope. <laughs> See, that was like weird seeing you say it. That was that was weird. But um I say no cap. But like I I would go back to um the crack thing. I love how oh. you thought you had more comfort with it being meth than when you found out. It's because I like had made peace with it. And then somebody <laughs> then was like, found no, out it was another. Yeah, drug. I thought I smoked meth on accident because somebody had laced a bong and somebody else years later, Ricky was talking to somebody and they were like, no, she probably just like smoked like Coke. On this top person of was me. like at that party. And oh, shit. yeah. And then so Ricky's like, so she smoked crack. And I was like, I smoked crack. Wait, Houston style? Like Yeah, and, and if you know how this works, please lie to me and tell me you don't. If you put if you cook cocaine, it technically turns into crack. I have no idea. I'm good. No, I listen to a lot of way. like Freddie Gibbs and like I listen to a lot of the crack rappers. It's called crack rappers? Yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah. you know. What? <laughs> the, the, what's your favorite genre of music? Crack rap? I mean crack honestly, rap? it it's pretty good. It's pretty it, the beats, like Alchemist is usually like the a big producer. Of like all of those artists, that that's some good music. That's some that's some good music. But it, so so Could anyway, freebasing. We talked about crap really fast this episode. It usually doesn't happen until about twenty minutes in. But um, freebasing is when you like uh, when you smoke cocaine, and mm. it's a weird in between because crack is like technically cooked and like reproduced cocaine. It comes from the same, you know, root chemical, but. When you freebase is when you smoke cocaine and it gets you super high. Don't ever do it. Please, for the love of God, don't look at me like that. Why does he look excited? No, this is the craziest. You don't seem like somebody who's jonesing for drugs. No, no. (laughs) They put it, so you'd put like cocaine on top of like, like a bowl. How do you know this? 
Because, like, I've, Lakin's accidentally done it, and I've accidentally done it. I've never freebased on purpose, it's, but I've definitely It's more common than you think for people to um, put coke in weed. Accidental freebasing is a huge epidemic. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by accidental freebasing. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I have a friend that was like, I asked him, I was like, have you ever smoked? <laughs> we were talking about drugs because, you know, we're both in recovery, so we we're just talking about it. And I was like, have you ever freebased? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was like, it's awesome. Sure. I, I love it. It's awesome. That's <laughs> because, crazy. Because I used to stick cigarettes in it. And then and I was like. So this does kind of like remind me, though. Um, my sister is 19 mm-hmm. and like hard drugs. Um, when we're talking about like age difference and stuff like that, like I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, the hard drugs are not as popular or sought after like in your generation with your age group. You know what I mean? I mean, you I don't, feel, yeah, I feel like it's not cool. It's, like, it is, it, yeah. No. I mean, you do hear like people like, do, like people do acid, like psychedelics and shit. I hear a lot about psychedelics with yeah, like it, your it, age. There's like psychedelics sure. and it's mainly just weed. Like psychedelics yeah. and weed. I love what, that. That would have like not That would have been so life. cool because you know what was really cool when we were your age? Percocets. Yeah. They I were like the, the shit. Those are, I mean, you I've never been like around, but like I've heard people that I know. Because like, that yeah. was that was a perfect segue because I wanted to ask you about like drug use in high school now because like like instead I feel like it's changed a lot. It's not as popular. 90% of the people in high school are high. Yeah, the, the, it's high like weed. what though? Weed. Okay, like they bring like carts or they get faded as fuck. Like in their I think carts, okay. carts definitely because carts were just coming out when we were your age. Like they called really? them, hook, they called them hookah pens. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's shit. a term. If you go up to somebody who's like thirty and be like, "Hey, <laughs> you want to hit my hookah pen?" <laughs> that's what we used to call them. There was like no vapes or anything, so we smoked cigarettes, and um, we smoked weed. But back then, like the only weed that we really had, like dabs, were just getting popular. And mm-hmm. dabs were only for like really big potheads, like adults. Like dabs like you, were for drug dealers at that time. Yeah, d- oh yeah, only like drug dealers and like like your grandpa did that. Like your grandpa who like Who's grew up grandpa? on a commune. A couple Vietnam like vets pretty, that I know. That's a pretty cool grandpa. Couple yeah. Vietnam vets I know do heavy I mean, dabs. I don't. I don't like dabs, but I mean, if, if there's a grandpa doing dabs, like it's. But also, <laughs> weed was criminalized when we were your age, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not criminalized anymore. Yeah. It's not legal. It's technically banned. But you won't, like, go to jail unless it's, like, a trafficking or an intent to sell. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were younger, at least my experience was, from what I witnessed, um, when you were in, like, middle school, and this might differ from, like, the, the school that I went to in the area that I grew up in, yeah. you, like probably smoked weed. There were very few kids that didn't drink or smoke weed or do like anything. And that was like in middle school. And then high school, everybody like was experimenting with really heavy drugs. I have a friend that did a lot of nitrous and he's like, yeah, not like, the same now. Like he has like permanent brain damage from like how yeah, much like, nitrous well, he did. Yeah, like cook your brain cells type of drugs. Like they did like either like the huffing gas and paint was super popular when I was younger, and this was only like ten years ago. Yeah. So because I'm only ten years older than you, mm-hmm. so like the generational gap between you and I, I feel like is huge. And we talk about this about like and sister because she's your age as well about like how different it is. And I am almost relieved, and I think. I have a couple theories, but I definitely want to ask your opinion on it. I think fentanyl is a big thing because fentanyl was not really around when we were your age. It wasn't like it was around, but it was mainly only used in hospitals and it wasn't being widely abused. And then a lot of people, Xanax was extremely popular 
with like our generation because you're Gen Z we're more on like the millennial side we're like we're late millennials so we're right on the cusp of Gen Z and millennial mm. Xanax was huge um Little Wayne made cough syrup so popular um when we were in high school too and I feel like downers were super popular and then once people got older they started experimenting with like cocaine I don't know anybody personally that just like I only know one or two people personally that actually like smoked crack, but I know a lot of people and I know like three people personally in my like age group that died from heroin. Damn. And heroin got really popular. I feel like if you got really into painkillers, there's a really quick segue between like downers and Xanax to heroin. Mm. Um, because when that gets too expensive and you become an addict, you buy heroin because it's cheap. Yeah. And that was like my experience with it. But I feel like, and thank God, I feel like kids aren't really doing heroin anymore. No, I've, I mean, I don't know anybody. I don't... You never know. You can go to your and you don't, maybe see it, but... Yeah, yeah, and you don't run with, like, a crazy, like, insane crowd. But, like, from your experience in, like, high school, like, mainly people are just smoking weed. Yeah, I'd, I'd say for the most part. I mean, I don't know... I don't really talk to a lot of Granville kids or, like, North Catholic kids. So, like, I don't know what they're doing at parties, but... Yeah, yeah. T- like, I'm not telling you to narc on people. Oh, uh, I'm not, I'm not narc on people. No, I just... Like, I just want to know, like, what the experience is like when it comes to that stuff. I mean, it's really just weed and alcohol. Like, I... Like, there's people that go to school drunk, but that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the scary... And I'm almost relieved because drugs are very prevalent when yeah. we were in high school. Well, it also makes me wonder, like... It was, like, euphoria like, where I, I feel like school. it depends yeah. on, like, who you're hanging out with, though, because... Oh, for sure. Like, you're very active and you have hobbies and mm-hmm. stuff and like i hung out with people who didn't have hobbies and no. weren't super active so that was the fun thing to do no. so i wonder if like they're truly like non-existent as they well, were to us or like if it's actually like jesse told me a long time ago that part of the reason bam margera is so bad at skating is because he's an alcoholic that and makes that sense. a lot of people who skate tend to stick to weed because you can't eat a xanax and skate no. you can't do it so his crowd, I bit my lip and I'm so insecure. It's bleeding right now. It's not. You're good. No, you're okay. But I feel like his crowd, the people I'm trying who are to think active, what it would be like to be on Xanax and skateboard at the same time. Exactly. So I feel like, <laughs> like I feel like a lot of his crowd, they're pretty active, like skaters and everything. They're outside a lot. Like you also hang out with people who are older, who wouldn't, who hopefully wouldn't influence you to do that stuff. Yeah, fuck no. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the crowd that you hang out with is mainly just weed, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, for some reason, I also feel like you don't, like, step outside of your social circle with people who are your age, too. Because I rarely see you hanging out with people who are actually your age. I mean, all of my friends, like, my, my close friends who, like, went to high school with me, or, mm-hmm. like, graduated the year before me, or, like, two years before me. Yeah. Like, I've never... There's, like, a few people in my, like, graduating class that I'm, like, cool with, but I don't, like, hang out with them too often. There's nothing against them. It's just, like, I have my, my circle, and I like to keep my circle pretty tight. Do you have a hard time connecting with people who are your age? Sometimes. Um, yeah, I, sometimes, really. Because you're, like, telling me, you're, like, I don't really fuck with anybody yeah, I go to school I, I mean, with. I mean, like, I've never, I've never, like, fit in, I guess. Yeah. I've always just been, like, friends with, like, people over here and then go over here and here and here like it's a, i've always been friends with like a lot of people but it's never like one one crowd yeah i i always i always wonder that too because i felt the same way like i don't know we've talked about it before i don't know if it's because i had a long-term relationship all throughout school but i didn't like hang out in like a huge social circle yeah. when i was your age either well i just i mean a lot of people like a lot of the people i like to be friends with i like the influence that they give all my life 
I like I like also like seeing like different people and like different backgrounds and like where they come from and like just how they are as people. Yeah. Like I, I I like taking all of it in and like having just a wide variety of friends. That's why we have you on the podcast. Yeah. So then what you know, since you do like to, you know, figure out people from different backgrounds and like different um, social circles, what draws you to people that you like to hang out with? Like, is it a certain aspect of their personality? Is it a multitude of things? Like, is there something where somebody pops up in your life and you're like, you know what? I do fuck with you. I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but like whatever music they listen to really tells you a lot about a person. I swear to God. <laughs> whatever. Swear. Like, like music is a, is a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, I like it with people. I like it when like people like that you would never think have like this crazy music taste but they don't like look it you know mm-hmm. what i mean i like that um if i can i can hold like a deep conversation about you that can carry on for like 20 minutes i'm instantly like okay cool you're, you're, you're dope okay but i mean that's about it like, yeah it, I'm, I'm pretty friendly so it's it's easy like to just come up and like have a nice quick conversation yeah there's never been anything where i felt like i couldn't talk to you about and one of my favorite things about you which i think is surprising for somebody that's your age because I actually talk to a lot of people who are your age because I do hair. So I have a ton of clients. And usually if like a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old comes in, it's hard for me to talk to them. But I've never had a hard time talking to you about anything. It's almost like they're not present. Um, And like something I also noticed about teenagers is that, and this was also my experience from working in retail, which I don't see you do. Like, especially the girls, their phone doesn't leave their hand they don't like put even put it in their pockets and i i hate to sound like a boomer that's like they're always on their phones but it's really strange because like when i would cash people out at ulta or like when i would do their hair they would be on their phones their entire time and they like didn't want to talk to me which i want to talk about like covid too but i don't know if covid like caused a lot of social anxiety with younger people but i would literally cash people out of the store and they would not make eye contact with me and they would be texting and like ignoring me which, like, you can do whatever, but to me it feels rude. And they don't, and I noticed, like, especially the girls, I don't know if it's because they don't have pockets or whatever, but they, they're they always walking around with a phone in their hand. Like, it doesn't leave their hand. It's yeah. constantly in their hand. They don't put it down. Yeah. And it's not even that they're on it. It's that they, like, have this weird, like, unconscious grip on their phone all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, if, if you, now that I said something, I hope you look at it and notice it because everybody I've said it to. I definitely do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody, everybody I've said, no, you put your phone down. Like, we were on a walk and you didn't have your phone the entire time. And you were like, like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I guess. Like, I just feel like, like it's always in my hand, hence why it's always broken. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> but, like, the, the younger girls and some of the guys, too, it's literally just always in their hand. They always, like, are on it. And I don't know if, like, COVID ca- caused that because, like, I have a, we both admit, and we actually did like phone detoxes like a couple mm-hmm. months ago and it was awesome. Um, what, what does that like involve? Like, we deleted like all the social media apps on our phone for, okay. it was kind of like when you do a cleanse yeah, yeah. and it's not like forever because people were like, I'm deleting all my social media forever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. And then they announced their departure. I hate yeah. that. that <laughs> I, I, Taking I, a break I for a while. I don't like it when people do that. Like, oh, I'm moving in silent, but you post it on your Instagram story. Like, no, you're yeah. not. <laughs> you're moving in loud. I can hear you from yeah. over here. I, I just feel like the social skills are so lacking with like people who went to high school like during covid um and it and i noticed it a lot because i had a ton of interaction with the public like working at an ulta and working in like a retail facing space and also like you know i'm a hairstylist doing hair on people who are that age is always miserable Mm -hmm. and i never had that interaction with you and i 
I'm a person I can talk to anybody. Like I have a podcast. I can hold a conversation with just about anybody. And it's like really weird for me to not be able to connect with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But with you, like for instance, when I cut your hair, we talk for like an hour. Like we end up usually talking for like half an hour, even like after we're done before you leave. Mm-hmm. You don't even check your phone unless it's like to show me something. Yeah. And that's what I think separated you from like a lot of people that were your age. When did you first get a phone? What age? Um, maybe like nine or ten. Okay. My 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 parents were divorced though, so like my mom wanted to like be able to call. Oh me. yeah, because yeah. you weren't always home. Same. Yeah, so like if I wasn't with my mom, like my mom would want to call me, or if I wasn't with my dad, my dad would want to call me. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Probably about ten. I was, I was like, fucking 16. Damn. <laughs> damn. I was 16. I had one of those like brick Nokia phones. Like, oh, Stone I did. Ages. Okay. I had one of those, but I could only call my and mom then, on it. And then I had the razor. Ooh. It was so cool. Oh, it was cool. pink. So I had, no, I lied. I was not. So I had a phone, but not consistently. Oh. So I had um, like a flip phone and then I had the, the LG Envy evo is that what it's called oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i had i had an lg evo and then i also had like a t-mobile flip phone but that one i can only call my mom on and they would get shut off and then i got my phone permanently taken away when i was about 14 or 15 and i yeah i i was not allowed to have a phone after that and then i couldn't get another one until i was i think 16 or 17 and it was because i was home all the time and if I wasn't home, I was always with somebody that had a phone. And I had, like, a stepmom that didn't trust me yeah. to, like, have a cell phone either. Damn. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure my mom super wanted me to have a phone so she could track me to make sure that I wasn't doing anything stupid. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I've always had a phone because also divorced parents, they were like, we, you know, if something happens, we need to be able to get a hold of you. So what, what grade were you in when everything shut down for the pandemic? Freshman year. I love it. I love it that having my freshman year. Like I, I make fun you of You love it. I love that that happened. <laughs> so no, did, because, yeah. No, because <laughs> like, like I didn't even go to high school. Honestly, like it sounds fucked up, but if it wasn't for COVID, I would I would be so different. I feel like really yes because what'd you do over COVID? Everything. Okay. Everything. <laughs> I so it was like normal freshman year. Were you outside like all the time? Yes. Well, at first no, but. I You're like, thank God, I get to go outside. No, it was it was tight because I had moved. COVID was tight. <laughs> I had moved to Newark um, like a year prior. So it was like still a little bit new. Where'd you move from? So my dad's always lived in Newark. And then my mom moved up to Dublin when I was in fourth grade. That, well, no, fifth grade. And that carried on fifth to sixth. So my first year in like middle school was, was Dublin, which was... A lot of, there's a lot of rich people up there. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like, There's a lot of shit going on up there. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll do you one better. I went to middle school in New Albany. Ooh. What, what was that like? What, what was... A lot of Jewish. A lot of Jewish? All my friends were Jewish. Okay. They were a lot... They were really cool. Oh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. The pickets? The what? The pickets? The pickets? The fences. Oh, the fences. The, the pickets. I was worried that you were saying a slur. Because <laughs> <laughs> coming off of what you saying Jesus. that there was... No, I remember when I moved here, I was freaked out because there was no Jewish people. <laughs> yeah, I had like one Jewish friend and she was from Bexley. Um, I had all Jewish friends and then when I moved here, nobody was Jewish. <laughs> it was weird. I, I was like, where are all the Jewish people? Like, what's going on? That's pretty wild. Um, so you moved, you moved here your first... 
like freshman year or yeah. eighth grade year? So my eighth grade year, um, in seventh grade, I went to like Jonathan Alder, which is like Plain City. It's like 10 minutes outside of Dublin, mm. which is pretty cool. Um, I went to a party there not too long ago and like they all still remember me. Really? I went there for a year and they still remember me. That's cool. It was, it's pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty cool. impactful probably. It was nice. Yeah. Um, they remember my company too, which is wild to me. Like I don't. Oh, cause you started it. Yeah. I, st- I started school. it in when I was there, like really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they just remember me like always like posting about it or like talking about it and stuff, which is, it was pretty cool. So when you went into lockdown, did you guys like, th- what, did you just not have school for like a week? Like how did the schooling work so for you? So I think I could be wrong. I remember the day it was March 13th, Friday the 13th. I will never forget that day either because um, it was devastating for me. Oh, it was so cool. It was. <laughs> I was so I remember, sad. <laughs> I remember the day prior I was in um, my history class and I asked my teacher, I said, are we about to like shut down schools? like it, it was like going and they around were saying no and she was like why would we do that no 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 no. yeah no, no. it's just the flu mm-hmm. that's the, what they were and saying then the too. next day we never came back the exact same <laughs> thing yeah the exact i had the exact same um like situation when i was because i was in cosmetology school oh shit when the pandemic hit and everybody was saying they're not going to shut down and then the next day they closed everything yeah so it was like it started off i think it was like two weeks before spring break or it was like right when spring break was supposed to happen so they were just like oh you get an extended spring break we're like okay cool yeah basically a three-week christmas break we get three weeks off school yeah exactly mm-hmm. so everybody was hyped um nobody was really following following like rules at all like uh, people were still out i was still hanging out with my friends i was i was doing whatever we I didn't did. at first i don't think really m- many people did i almost had a birthday party yeah because i didn't realize like how serious it was no, nobody really cared like nobody knew what was going on nobody cared and they told us to like quarantine, but we don't know what quarantine means. Oh yeah, like we're not. I took it serious. I was the first person tested I, in Licking damn. County for COVID. Damn. <laughs> they announced it on the news, and I was like, "Ew." But your name was on the test? news. No, they just said like one person has officially been tested. It was you. It was me. That's I went crazy. Because um, I went to the Arnold. Uh, the weekend before oh, everything yeah. shut down. Because they almost canceled the Arnold because of it. Somebody at my work was really scared and I had um, like just like flu-like symptoms and she was yeah. like, you need to go get tested and you need to be off work. And I was like, see ya. There was a couple theories that the Arnold caused it to be worse in Columbus than it, it should have been. It probably did. Probably. I mean, uh, people from like other states go there. so yeah. People from all over the it's world huge. go there. Really? Yeah. yeah, all over the, the world. They tried to flu test me, and I was like, "No, my my uh, office manager told me to come here for COVID." And they were like, "Oh, okay, we'll be back." And it took them They're forever like, to go know get how the to test. Yeah. yeah, it was like, well, the the Arnold the Arnold's like one of the biggest weightlifting competitions, meets conventions. I've never I've never yeah. been to it. I've been to that convention it's center huge. like plenty of times, but I've never went. I went. I went. A the couple Arnold years is ago. a miserable experience. Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not fun. Like, and if you want to get sex trafficked, go to the Arnold. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah, how swear. big it is. Like, it's it's insane. But um, I think the reason I didn't well, it's not that I didn't take it seriously, is that I wasn't informed, oh, okay. and I should have been better informed. I didn't understand, and I think it took me at least three or four days to even process what was going on. So I did take it seriously after like three or four days because like I'm like, what are we doing? This is stupid. So I was still, I think I hung out with a couple friends. And the issue was, is because my birthday was right after my birthday's March 23rd. We shut down on the 13th. I had a birthday party planned for March 20th or 19th. Mm. And I had, I would have huge parties here all the time. Yeah. Your mom goes to them. 
Okay. And <laughs> so, and, and I had a huge party plan, so I canceled the party, and I had a smaller group of friends over. Yeah. And but that was before I even understood like what COVID was or what was going on. And then afterwards, like I think it was like five to six days after the shutdown, because I ended up having the party a couple days after shutdown. It wasn't even a party. I had two of my friends over, mm. and I don't think we even understood what was going on at that point yet. And then it was like four or five days after shutdown where I completely I didn't leave my house until they opened up bars and restaurants again. I stayed here completely shut down and I had no interaction with anybody. I was completely quarantined except for we bubbled with um, Jed's family Okay. because they were coming over and using our gym, but there was only four people living in the house. So I had a, I had a bubble of six people that I was really strict on. And if one of them went and did something with somebody, because sometimes they wouldn't take it seriously, I wouldn't let them come over and use our gym. Because the gyms were shut down. Damn. I wouldn't let them come to the gym for two you weeks. You had this place on lockdown. Yeah. I was. I and, and Animal Crossing came out as Animal Crossing came out on the twentieth. I, I remember when and, that came out because I wanted at, at that time, yeah. like I wanted to switch. I was playing I didn't play my Xbox much. That okay. Well, remember during, you couldn't get switches because of Animal Crossing? Yeah. Because yeah. of COVID and Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. people were like selling switches for like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, the black market for everything. But I like I as soon as I remember the twentieth, probably a week after is when I completely that's when I was finally informed because at the time I wasn't somebody that like that at the time I, I didn't like I, I think I was just dumb. Like I and I was also a different person. I was twenty three when that stuff happened. You know, that stuff happened three years ago now. Yeah. Um and Ew, or no it was twenty four or twenty three when we shut down. I was fourteen. Ew. That's insane, uh, isn't yeah. it? it Why did it happen so long ago? Uh, yeah, and right. like, and now it's weird because we like look back on it and it's like dan- like I found a face mask in a coat pocket the other day. That's crazy. <laughs> I, 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 I had something like that happen to me like a, a few months it's ago. It's a weird feeling because and I well I have a whole drawer full of face masks because I I always bought the cute ones because mm. I wore a mask. I had to wear a mask throughout the entire pandemic because I worked in the service industry doing hair. Yeah. And um, the Ohio State Board um, mandated that we wore a mask. And um, so I had to wear a mask up until like a year ago, maybe. Like it was not like I look at my Snapchat memories of that pop up from a year ago and I was wearing a mask in the salon still. Um, It wasn't until like maybe... What's this year? I think it was early 2022 where we finally didn't have to wear masks. And then my company, like after the state board lifted the mask mandate, my company kept it enforced for the salon. So everybody else who worked in retail at my store, because I, I mean, you know how Alta works. Yeah. I worked in the salon and then there was retail side. The beauty advisors didn't have to wear face masks, but I still did. So I had like a ton, but I had a whole drawer because I was pulling them out because I was sanding something. Uh, the other day and I was like oh I should wear a face mask and I pulled this drawer out and I have like still 30 face masks I was looking through I was like oh I have like an Animal Crossing one you know like people were selling them on Etsy I had like all the cute ones I had one with like a skeleton like mouth on it and like all this stuff and I was like look at how cute and then I was like oh this is sad and I closed the drawer (laughs) I had a um a say yes one there you go prime opportunity I mean I didn't sell any I just made uh you just made one two I had two I think that's um, so cool. When did you go back to school? Like, how old were you? Like after COVID. Yeah. When yeah. So like, when did you, you did you go back at the beginning or the end of your sophomore year? Was it midway? The beginning. A lot of some schools were weird. Some schools were hybrid. Heath became hybrid. Yeah, my sister so, ended up finishing like all online. I think. Yeah, she I, could. I couldn't do that. I 
I don't know. I because when COVID started, they um, it was like homeschool at one point. Like they they were like, okay, well, yeah, Zoom calls and this. We and did that. cosmetology school on Zoom. Yeah, so it was it was super like it wasn't difficult for me because I my sleep schedule got really fucked up really fast. Like go to bed at five in the morning, wake up at three in the afternoon type shit, and then everybody stopped doing shit at school. Teachers were getting fed up. They were like, okay. Everybody just didn't it, have any. Yeah, they were like, okay, school's out two months early. Okay, sick. <laughs> My sleep schedule is now go to bed at 6 a.m., wake up at, well, not even go to bed. My mom leaves for work because she was, she was an essential worker. She's a nurse. So she would leave for work at 5 15. Oh, yeah. Your mom's a nurse. So you were home alone all day. I was home alone all the fucking time. Yeah. She would be, she would be at work even later because of COVID and shit. Oh. Yeah. So. I, I was like... And she works in Columbus, too. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I was like, I don't have a car. I don't... None of my friends are going out because it's fucking COVID. So what am I going to do? I look in my closet found my skateboard. I haven't rode my skateboard in, like, maybe a year at this point. You didn't start skating again until lockdown? Yeah. And that's oh why I love COVID. God. Yeah, so and I... And that summer was... Was that the first the one? the first skate gym that I won, yeah. And he mm-hmm. won... Okay, yeah. wait, pause, backtrack. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. I have Okay, start. Okay, start every... I fucked up your whole story. So you found the skateboard in the closet. Yeah, so I like looked at my closet because I, I was like, what am I going to go do? I was like, I really want a slushie and a pack of Skittles. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So oh, you... I, I a slushie and a pack of Skittles. I didn't, didn't want to walk. And I was like, okay, found 10 bucks somewhere. That was definitely my mom's. I definitely stole it. Um... <laughs> Grabbed it, uh, grabbed the skateboard, and I like I knew how to ride it because like I, I skated a little bit in middle school and a little bit like elementary school. But like, you were so never super I, into it. I knew my balance and I knew how to ollie, and I was really bad at it. I barely even knew how to ollie too. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I skated like UDF or some shit. Got my slushie, got my pack of skittles, and I like was like looking at it, and I like skated all around the square, and I was like, this shit's fun. <laughs> like th- this is like I'm having a good time right now. And the streets were fucking dead. So I could go anywhere and everywhere and not have to worry about, like, anything. Like, there was, like, cops and shit out, and they would give me the weird look. But, but nobody was driving around. N- nobody was driving. Nobody was walking. That's so nice. Every, like, most places were closed. Like, corner stores and shit were open. I think Wendy's was open for a good part of the quarantine, which is weird, but they were open. Because you didn't have a car. You couldn't go through drive throughs No. So, and, like, I, I had been to the skate park prior. Um, had a little fucking scooter phase at one point. Like for, like, for like two months. The skate park, yeah. was it already remodeled? Uh, it, it was already done. Okay. Like, it, it was done. Um, for context for people who don't know, um, we have a skate park that was built by the Tony Hawk Foundation, and it's, like, incredible. It's like a $2 million we, skate park. Yeah, yeah it's we, really cool. It's more than probably $2 million. It's, like, insane. But yeah. it's 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 a huge skate park, um, and uh, the Tony Hawk Foundation built it a couple years ago. And we used to have a really shitty one here, and it's actually been like a really good thing for the community. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been helped. open for like four or five years, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's helped to an extent. Like, it it's weird because it takes away a lot of the riffraff that used to happen, like in that area. But it also adds a little bit more because now people a different have a, kind. People have like a drug meet spot, or wow. they have like a fight spot, or <gasps> fight meet spot. me at the skate park, or like oh yeah. oh yeah, let's go like fucking spray. A dick on the sidewalk and then they go to the skate park so i mean it's like it's taken away but it's also given i remember the first time someone defaced it and spray painted it because you think like skate park there's spray paint everywhere yeah people never touched that skate park for a very long time because the community was so grateful to have it because that stuff doesn't happen around here like we don't have a lot of nice public resources it took like a year before it started getting fucked up yeah and then like and i remember the first time that somebody spray painted it and there was like a post on facebook and everybody was really fucking pissed yeah Mm -hmm. well it started with the benches and i'm honestly like i used to like doodle on the benches 
But like when me and all my friends would doodle on the benches, there was like cool shit. It was like little faces or like just like little little, little tags. And then people started drawing like dicks. Mm. And yeah. it, and then then we were all like, okay, we're done doing that shit because obviously nobody else could take it I seriously. Think, I yeah. think the people defacing the park are probably young enough to not remember what was there before. Exactly. Or they don't understand the amount of gratitude that should be given yeah. when we had something donated like that to our city. Yeah. There's there's a lot of gentrification going on like around like 11th Street and stuff, like with Newark Station and everything. Mm-hmm. And like I have like mixed feelings about it and I don't know if it's like good or bad. Like they're opening like a really nice Italian restaurant I'm hyped in Newark for it. Station. I'm hyped for it. I like the way it looks. Yeah. Well like I also see the negative side effects because the like Tony's lost their parking lot because of that yeah and it's well, going to affect it's already starting to kind of affect like local businesses around the area but oh i want to get back to you like skateboarding um so what made you so you went through a scooter phase i went through yeah it was like a two months because i, I let's had, talk about the scooter phase oh, yeah, I'm interested. what what brought on the scooter phase so i had i had like everything like i have a bmx bike a scooter and like a skateboard just because like i was always like outside doing shit and you're a really active kid that was just my, like my influence was like those youtubers like that rode bikes that rode scooters that rode skateboards so you're multi-passionate I mean, <laughs> you like to try new things i do like to try new things so i had moved back and i just remember like riding my bike around downtown newark because i was like living in the city and i was like okay well i want to know where shit is just for no reason just be out and shit so i was riding my bike and then there was like two scooter kids i was like oh they have scooters and i was like oh i have a scooter at home and so i like run home real quick get my scooter and then i found them and i was like and then we like uh you made friends like on the street. What a, I just made friends. Yeah, I love that. They're like, you know what? We all have scooters. We yeah, we all, all have scooters, so we're all friends. <laughs> but that's how I made friends when I was. So my my best friend of fifteen years, her name's Kelsey. I met her like on the street, like <laughs> you, you like meet, we were street kids. Yeah, like. you meet your best friends in the most stupidest situations. Like it's, I mean, it just happens. So I rode around the, with them, and then the the skate park opened up, and so we were like, okay, cool, we all have a place to go. And so we we scooted all summer, like, <laughs> and um, I towards the end of the summer I was just like, yeah, this is this isn't me. Like I was like, look, I was watching the skateboarders and shit, and I saw Jesse a, a few times enough to be like, that dude is fucking cool. I yeah. want to be like him. And Wait, now Jesse's one of my best friends. Did you hit your ankles a lot? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it. T- I'm, I'm not the gonna lot, lie. There was one really bad one that what? got him off the scooter, probably. You, you, uh, yeah. No, that's what I was about to talk is about. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying. I was trying backside 360 on the scooter. I was like, I was like, yeah, it's just a fucking. What's a backside? Yeah, I was like, so where you flip it backwards. Backside. So if you're like goofy, well, I'm goofy. So like your toes, and then you like turn this way. Like just like in a whole circle yeah so okay. i want to tell you Got that's it. cool but i know it's not so i i mean it's just like a i can't do it it's just a 360 like you know angles and shit so <laughs> math i go up this this ramp and i'm like doing it and i like lean too far back and i like hit the ground tailbone first and like wrung me like it that I, would like, kill me in lincoln <laughs> we would literally just I die would, uh, yeah it destroyed me and i was like i laid down in the grass like just looking at the sky and i was like i'm never fucking getting on a scooter again oh. and i think it took me like i stopped riding for like a week and i just started watching like skateboard videos like thrasher and like baker three and baker four had came out and like cater was cool i was like okay yeah whatever um i got back on my skateboard and i it took me a while to go back to the skate park because i told myself i was like i need to learn how to ollie before i go there and so i would there's this parking lot that i would go to every single day like it was still like this was So all that scooter shit had happened right before freshman year. And then like once freshman year started, I'd stop skating a little bit. I stopped doing anything. Like I was just like being like a freshman, like, oh, cool. 
these people want to hang out. My friends finally had licenses, so we were just going do, doing fun. Like we went to Roman Atwood's house one night. Just what? Like, we were just we didn't go inside, but we oh, stood outside. I thought you meant like you went and hung out. And no. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so like when when I was a freshman, like it was just like, oh, okay, cool. It was like a lot of new shit, and I was meeting new people, and I was friends with like all the seniors, and I felt like the shit. Wait, so, wait, my friend there. almost got shot at Roman Atwood's house. That's what? What, what is Atwood? happening? Smile more? Like, like Let me tell this really quick because I have to I forgot that this happens. The restaurant I used to work at, we would not del- it was a pizza restaurant, we would deliver to businesses but not houses. Yeah. Roman Atwood's house, he was a friend of the owner of the restaurant I worked at, and his house is technically a business. Well, it was at the time he's moved since because this shit was happening too much. Um and he ran a lot of his videos out of his house. His home office was there, stuff like that. I think, I think he did his merchandise out of his home too. He had like a big like barn in the back of his house. He lived out in Millersport at the time, and you would see him around town like at Kroger and shit. But this is years ago. This is almost Talk, ten. Talking 10 about years Roman Atwood. Roman Atwood, yeah. yeah. And this is like ten years ago, and um, he used to go out a lot more. But people started like he. Well, I think one time someone broke into his house. I I'd have to like look back on it. And he moved, but one of, uh, we had a delivery to Roman Atwood's house. Somebody called in and they ordered a delivery, which wasn't out of the usual. And we would deliver to his house. And, um, he, because he would show, we did it. So, cause he would show the box and YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So, and like, he didn't get discounted. He paid for it, but we delivered it to him for him to show it. There's a video of Howie Mandel eating pizza cottage pizza. What? And it's wild. And I was like, I think I was like, I made a pizza that Howie Mandel ate one time. That's kind of cool. Which fried, because you know him and Roman Atwood are buddies. Yeah. And, um, anyway. Wait, he, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, Howie Mandel. Huh? Howie Mandel's They're, friends with Roman friends. Atwood. Howie Mandel chills in, like, Millersport because he goes and hangs out with Roman Atwood all the time. Mm-hmm. There's another, like, super famous celebrity that lives in, like, Pataskala. What? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, like, Ohio is, like, a weird spot. Like, Cameron, like, used to sell drugs. Who's and, the like, comedian? Yeah. Who's the comedian that lives in Dayton? That small town in Dayton. Um, what? He, uh... I know Tom Segura's from Cincinnati. No, there's a, there's a really famous comedian that lives there. I can't remember. I anyway, so, um, he called in a delivery one day, and we stopped delivering to his house after this, and ordered, like, we should have... Oh, you're talking about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I think it was Dave Chappelle, but I want to say it because I don't want to sound stupid. Oh, same. I have I a lot, I have a lot of friends who like Dave Chappelle, and I don't want them mm. to flame me after But this. we, um... <laughs> It was, we should have known that something was wrong, but I think maybe we thought it was for a YouTube video because he ordered like an anchovy pizza and like these like weird pizzas. And there was only three of them that he ordered. And Roman would normally order like five or six because he had a bunch of people at his house all the time yeah. working for him. Like yeah. And it was weird. It was like the smallest story ever made. And then he had anchovies on it. So we thought it was like maybe for a video or something. And he wouldn't order food for just his family he would order food for like the whole team yeah. and like, cause he didn't want to take advantage of the fact that we delivered to him like for special treatment. And, um, he always tipped really well. And I had this like skeevy manager that was fucked up on Percocet all the time. And he of course took it. And, um, cause Roman would tip the delivery drivers like a hundred dollars and for driving five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is nice of him to do whatever he's rich <laughs> and he delivered it. And there was, like, police on the scene. And I guess what happened is somebody... And I I don't want to, like, out this exact, like, situation because I don't know how much, like, Romans talked about it, like, online. Yeah. 
But what had happened is somebody had ordered a bunch of pizzas to his house from all kinds of different places because they found out his address and he wasn't even home and it triggered his alarm system. Holy fuck. And I guess one of the guys from, so thankfully him and his kids weren't home. Yeah. But one of the guys, the way that the alarm system got triggered, because he has a ton of security, that one of the pizza drivers hopped the fence to try and deliver it because nobody was answering because he has a gate outside of his house and he wasn't answering the gate. I feel like I would leave it at the gate. So the pizza driver, well, I think he had, no, they didn't pay for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Roman would pay all the time over the phone with a credit card. He would prepay. And I was like, and I was like, this is stupid because the skeevy manager who took the, the order Managers don't deliver pizzas. Yeah. He, like, especially at the restaurant I worked at, mm-hmm. but he, he got excited when he heard it was a delivery for Roman Atwood because he wanted a $100 tip. Mm-hmm. So he took the order anyway when it was way out of character, wasn't paid ahead of time with a credit card. Like, that never happened. Roman never paid cash. He always paid with a credit card over the phone. Yeah. And, but he took this order. Well, there was, like, what happened was the cop showed up, and I think one of them, like, drew their gun at one point. Yikes. And like made the kid get down on the ground because it looked like he was committing a B and E at a house that already had a high risk for B and E's. Mm. Like, Jesus. yeah. And um, my manager pulled up right when all that happened. There was cops everywhere. That is my nightmare situation. Yeah, and like That's there was wild. like there was like a Domino's truck and like a like a Donato's. And, like, yeah, it was swag. all these pizza places. So they, somebody tried to pull a prank on him, where they ordered a bunch of pizzas to his house, and then what had happened is. The kid accidentally triggered his alarm system. Cops showed up thinking somebody was breaking into his house. He might have, like, I don't know, like, the full, like, story. Because Roman's never talked about it online. But this is, like, what I've heard. You've never heard about this before. This is what I've heard, like, firsthand experience. Jesus. Yeah. And it was it was bad. But, like, there, there's more details that I've heard that I don't want to say here. Because sure. yeah. sure. generally somebody, like, it's sad because they leaked his address and everything. Yeah. yeah I'd be pissed. I don't, I don't know but how somebody, I Yeah. One of, one of the police officers drew a gun. And on one of the kids, and I was like, damn. Smile more. <laughs> Smile more. <laughs> Smile more. <laughs> um, so, well, so you're skating a lot, practicing, back to that. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, fast forward, didn't really do shit my freshman year until COVID. So, uh, did say yes here and there, but I didn't, at this, I had, yeah, I had my computer and I had my camera, so I was making, like, stupid designs often. Um... Sounds like me and Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was more of just like, I don't know. I was just kind of taking it. I wasn't really doing shit. COVID came. Uh, that's when I like got back to my board and that's when I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to ollie before I go to the skate park and make a fool of myself. And I remember the first time I brought my board to the skate park, it was like five skateboarders. And I just remember Jesse. <laughs> I just I remember seeing Jesse. And he was just like being Jesse, like loud, laughing at stupid shit, like just doing his fucking thing. And um, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And like, I didn't know how to skate the park. So I just like went back and forth, fell, and then like got back up and like walked back to where I was, and then like s- somehow, I was all a blur because it happened so like kind of quick, but at one point, I met um my friend Ethan Ducky, uh, shout Ducky. out shout out shout out Ducky uh Ducky's wax. Shout out I just Ducky's learned wax. Ducky's real name yesterday or the you, day before really? yesterday. Ducky. Ducky, you know Ducky? No. You don't know Ducky? Well, I, I want to know Ducky. Yeah, I want, I want you, don't like, you don't want to know Ducky. I want a friend named Ducky. You don't want to know Ducky. Ducky's no, Ducky's all right. He, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Ducky. Ducky's Ducky. Well, I'll give you this. His name's Ethan. 
Telling <laughs> the the pizza delivery. I just think that's such a like cool nickname. Well, that's guess who else's yeah. name was uh, Ethan, the pizza delivery driver? I just told you the story about. Okay. Ethan's don't have a good tracker. That's why he goes by Duckies. That's <laughs> how did he get the nickname Ducky? He just started calling himself Ducky. You know, I stuck. Yeah. You know what? I respect that. Yeah, You're he, like this you is know, my I, nickname. I remember it very vividly because I remember we were just skating one day, and he was my first friend I had met at the skate park, and I just remember him having this lime green hair. And I was like, Ducky had lime green hair when I first met him. Like, I we like to say four years ago, but it was like two years ago. Love that. I like to say four years ago because it feels like four years ago, but it's really been like maybe like two, three. I don't know. Amazing. Yeah, it's like that's like our little joke because like me and him met like a decade ago, actually. So yeah, you guys have been friends for thirty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Lincoln have been friends for fifty, so we have one up on you. So wait, yeah. he just came up and he was like, "My name's Ducky." No, <laughs> I want to know how he came so up he, with this nickname. I was trying to. I don't know what the fuck I was trying to do. It was maybe like an ollie or something, and he was like standing right there, and like I just made small talk with him because he was the only other skateboarder there, and then um, from that point on, we just kind of became friends. You guys are like best friends, yeah. Yeah, and then um, he had like a car and stuff, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, because he's like two years older than you. Is yeah, he like so, 21 or 22? Yeah, right now he's 21. Um, but at the time, he was like maybe 19? I don't know. Two I, years ago, he would have been 19. Yeah, yes. so he was 19 and I was, like, I was like 15 or something. I don't know. He's, he's decent. There's a decent age gap. Anyways, um, so we, we kind of just became friends. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know where we were going with this. Like Fast forward to the skate competition you won. Did you win in 2020 or 2021? That was 2020. It was summer because, of 2020. So it was like, I remember this because um, I remember the first skate competition. I've been to everyone because the first one Jesse threw was very like disorganized. It oh, was just it was kind so of like, good. It was just kind of like this <laughs> so barrel good. random thing. And this is where I met Ashton. Um, so Jesse's like, we're going to have a skate competition and just told everybody to show up to the skate park. That's exactly how it went I, and, and Jesse has so many friends and such a good support system. I shit you not, Lakin. He like organized a DJ. He, it was just like something that he said out loud. We're going to have a skate competition. And then like yeah, it turns happened. out that like uh, like 300 people were going. So he organized like a DJ and all kinds of stuff. Like, like the week before. We had a church went, help too. Yeah, he, yeah, the week before he goes, oh shit, I need to organize this because there's a lot of people coming. So he threw it like, because it was just supposed to be like the skateboarding community, but then everybody invited everybody and everybody was so excited because we never had anything like that in town before. And then he, t- I texted him and I said, hey, can I come take pictures for fun? And he loved the picture so much, he ended up paying me for him. And then he's hired me to do it every year since. And Ashton, I remember you winning and it's insane that you'd only been back skating like actually focused on skating for six months Mm -hmm. there was like this was like a huge thing like the first year there was like hundreds of people there i think in my bracket there was like maybe like i want to say like 13 maybe and they they don't do it by age they do it by skill level i think so i was was an intermediate so i was like middle ground okay the advanced people were doing like Nolly crook down the hubba you don't know what that is i you definitely know, know what okay. that is for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's I, I, I don't totally know. difficult skill i can't even nail it myself so yeah. no big deal um but like so he had there was so many people there and ashton was like 16 i was i was even six, i was like 15 14 and I, he won at he won the top placement in his skill level and there was people that were like way older than him in his skill level. Because I appreciate, because a lot of competitions will do it by age. Yeah. And this one does it by skill level. So he was competing against people who were like kids, like 12-year-olds. And then he was also competing against people who were like in their 30s and 
like like I think like there was even a couple people like in their early forties skateboarding he was competing against and he got first place and I remember Jesse was like so stoked on Ashton when he was like telling me about him. And then did you win again in twenty twenty one or twenty two? I think so. I don't know. I just How I do you not remember that. Because I stopped caring that, that much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so like you pick up a skateboard. How many hours a day are you spending? Like, like during COVID and shit. Yeah, because COVID um, to the skate competition was only six months. Because the yeah. skate competition so, like, was in late August, early September. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like how quickly that skill developed for you to win. Like, was it like I hours had, and hours a day? I had a picture on my Instagram, and the caption was "12-hour session with the big kids," and oh. I think it was 12-hour sessions like maybe four times a week. Okay. So it was like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So like or legitimate I, training. Yeah, and I, like I, I didn't have shit else to do. Right. And like all my friends were there. And I'm not gonna lie, like weed was like a new thing. And there was weed at the skate park. Hell yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I can't imagine having that amount of drive and determination at that age. It, it wasn't even like, looking back at it, there was no drive and determination. Like, like it's I just, just having I never wanted to be a pro. Doing. I still don't want to be a pro. Like I always thought, okay, that'd be cool to get free shit if I skate good. It was like a hobby yeah. of yours that you just loved. It, it was just something to do, really. Like I, I would turn on my music. Like skateboarding and music for me go really hand in hand. Like I have to have like a good melody to skate to, or else I can't fucking skate. You always wear headphones at the competitions. Always wear headphones at the competitions. Yeah, you're I one of to. the only people that skates with headphones. I always knew that because I remember I would try talking to you and you wouldn't be able to hear me. Yeah. Like when you were walking up or like afterwards. Well, yeah, Ashley get, would skate in headphones and everybody be cheering him on. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, I get really weird, like, anxiety with, like, crowds and shit. Like, you, and the, it's a big the, crowd. At the last comp, I think I, like, slipped out. And I was literally because I was shaking. I left early, too. There was a lot of people there. The, the mean, last competition was huge. There were speed yeah. trucks and everything. I, I mean, a little bit before that is when I was like, I don't really care. And then when I showed, I literally worked a seven-hour shift, and then I showed up there, and I was like, I told Jesse, I was like, I'm not, I'm not skating this. He's like, get the fuck out of there. I remember him yelling at you. I was like, I was like, dude, I don't want to. And he was like, go out there. And I think I won like second, like third, third place or some shit. And I was like, not I even trying. I, I was like, I don't want this. Like, I don't, I don't want. want like, this. I will give it to somebody else. Yeah. So that that like hobby, do you what what made you like fall into skating just like other interests growing up? Like your friends had licenses and stuff like that. You guys were just like roaming around. I mean. I guess when I you don't get a car, say, you're like, I can go places now, well, other than the skate park. I mean, yeah, but when I first got my car, it was like, okay, now I can drive to the skate park. Cool. <laughs> like, now, yeah. I, now I can go to other skate parks. Like, um, I don't want to say like fell out of it, but like I'm not like as deep as I was into it. Like, I, I can't spend a 12-hour session there because I literally get tired of it, too. That's how I am about music photography. I still love it, but I'm nowhere near into it as I used to yeah. be. Yeah, um, like, I, I'm not gonna lie, like, I really enjoy, like, just going down, like, a long-ass busy street with some music on and some friends just tailing behind, just, like, fucking cruising. Do you longboard? No. I, oh, fuck, I longboard. Like, I want to be able to, like, pop my board and, like, do shit. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, but, like, that, that's just... Yeah, I, I can never relate to it, so I, I don't skate, but I, I always longboarded and roller skated. Yeah. And I, I never picked up skateboarding, but I, I'm a whiz on roller skates. I really am. I'm, like, this TikTok girlies. Um, but you hit me at the roll away. Catch me at the roll away, baby. I know we're going to, I'm going to make you ghetto go. as fuck now. Yeah, dude. The kids be scrapping. The there. Kids they be, like, um, fight. one of our, Oh, I can't say this. Okay. Just kidding. I'll tell you <laughs> <What>? after. <laughs> so they have a new rule at roll away that you're not allowed to be in there if you don't have skates on. Cause kids were just like loitering there. Oh yeah. All the time. And, um, they were like fighting and stuff. 
But I got in with the cool girls that hit their vapes in the bathroom. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that was that, that, that's what I was stoked on. Um, they think I'm cool because I have tattoos. Because the first time I walked in there, I was wearing a sweater. And um, <laughs> they look at me and they go, she's old, she's a narc. And so they don't look at me. And then um, the next time I go in the bathroom, I had my sweater off. Because Carolee went in there and Carolee was like, oh my god, the girls in the bathroom loved me. And I was like, mad because they always bully me. Like, I let 13-year-old girls bully me at the roller rink. Like, I'm still... <laughs> A child. It like I'm twenty seven year old girls are fucking mean. I'm twenty seven years old and I'm letting thirteen year old girls at Rollaway bully me um in twenty twenty three. And um Carol Lee went in there and she goes, Oh my god, they love you, they said I was so cute and stuff and I was like, What the fuck? You're older than I am and then um when I went in, I figured out what happened. I went in because I, I took off my cardigan, I had a tank top on. And um, I went back to the bathroom like an hour later and the same girls are still in there hitting their vapes. They're like, Oh my god, we love your tattoos. So, if you want to get in with cool hot Cheeto girls, no, you thanks. just have to have tattoos. Because <laughs> if you have that. tattoos, no, no, if you have tattoos, you're not an arc. No, there's you like, know? There's I people, have enough friends. There's people I know around town. Um, okay, you, you guys know like headband girls? Like the girls that wear the fucking headbands that cover up their foreheads? <laughs> like, we <yeah>. just <laughs> talked about we these girls. No, that, that shit like killed me. Back in middle school and shit, and even my freshman year, if I saw you with a headband, I would instantly hate you. You're a narc if you have if you were a headband. Oh yeah, dude, I hated you because obviously you got like Cheeto fingers and like you dude, like they were just annoying and loud and like I still don't like. There's people I know like nowadays that don't do that shit anymore, but they used to wear headbands. I still don't like them. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, you if you ever wore yeah, a headband. Yeah. Like it, they, they're 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 kind of still the same people, but like. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Because we just talked about headband girls. Yeah, I, yeah that's, um, that's terrible. If I see you with a headband on in 2023, I'm slapping your forehead. Wow. <laughs> a headband in the year of our Lord and Savior, 2023. Get yeah. it together. That's nuts. Like, like open I gotta get the forehead, you longboarding, man. though. <laughs> just you embrace get, the forehead. Embrace the forehead. You, I'm going to make you go long. Do you have a longboard? Um, I have like a cruiser. Uh, it's in Florida. We're going to... Uh, why the fuck? It's in Florida? Yeah. You got a second home there? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. He drives a BMW. I don't talk about these things for, for a reason. Well, I Okay, rich. Am. I don't talk about these things for a reason. You know why Ashton's cool? Because he's rich. I have a question, though. What? Um, so music yeah. is super important to you when you skateboard. Music's um, important, period. Well, yes. But like, as far as like you said, you have to have it like a specific rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have go-tos or are you looking for something new all the time? Like what is that process like for, for that? For a while I like drowned myself in like nineties music. For some reason right. I was just very like like What nineties, like rap? Yeah. Okay. Like hip hop and shit. Like Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers, I really got addicted to like that whole album during COVID. Mm-hmm. It's a disease. Wu Tang. Like dude, like, like you you get into that shit and then one day you just don't like it anymore. Well it's I've it's never nuts. I've never necessarily st- stopped liking it. But there's but like you, you don't become it's, it's weird it's I'm so not, easy to become obsessed yeah. with. So there was there was a while where it was like thirty six chambers every single day, and then like after that, um, it just started going to other shit. My favorite like all of all time like rap group of that time was Black Moon, like and they have like into into the stage is like one of the best albums in my opinion. Like that I love that album. Um, who else? Master Ace. That was like towards early two thousands. I like his beats like for a while it was like beats and then i started like understanding music more and i I was like oh i like the melodies more it's not just the beat i like the melody that's what i need to do i'm like trying to describe music to people and i sound dumb because i'm like it sounds like i'm a lyrical person yeah i I like lyrics but the way i've always like treated music is 
I don't know if this is like my dad having his effect on me because he used to just listen to like Drake when I was younger. <laughs> but um, like I've always like I've always liked the beats and shit. Did you just yeah. like dog on your dad? No, I mean it's not it's not terrible. Like because like, we no because I I don't mind Drake. I sad boy hours. Dude, I, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Did, take care, take care's like up there in some of my favorite like hip hop, R and B, rap albums of all I like, time. I like what Tyler said. Tyler Curry. I like what he said because he he's not. I don't think he's the best rapper, but he's like the best pop star of all time. Like he's still relevant, and it's been what? That's like a great point. Years? I don't know if you watched um, Tyler the Creator's Rap Genius on Hulu. I did not. No. Um, it is very good, which it, it was very eye opening um, when he was talking about because uh, it. I mentioned this. Um, I was talking to Jesse about this. We had a really long talk about it about how Tyler the Creator was extremely influential on me. Because um, Wolf came out. Mm-hmm. And I had a very early version of Tyler Crater when I was your age. And it lines up perfectly with like the year. Because you go, you went to the same vocational school, the same class that I went to, the same teacher. Which mm-hmm. was like always wild to me. And you were very heavily influenced by Tyler's later albums. Yeah. Um, like well, Igor and everything. And then I was heavily influenced by like Bastard and Wolf. Because Wolf came out the year, the se- my senior year of high school. Yeah. And that album influenced me so much and it transcended into like my art and creativity because that was one of his first like very in-depth albums. And I remember Cherry Bomb came out. Did Cherry Bomb come out before or after Wolf? After Wolf. After. I remember Cherry Bomb was just like nuts and I couldn't get into it. But Wolf like, you can see it like when I look back at like my art and my Mm -hmm. designs from back then, like I have those heavy Tyler the Creator Wolf influences Mm -hmm. in it um, from like the music videos and everything. And then you're influenced by the new Tyler, the creator, where he dropped his like crazy persona and then focused more on pop music. Yeah. So relationship with like Tyler, like in his like music is, is a little weird for me because back in middle school, Flower Boy dropped 2017. So I was in seventh grade, like Jonathan Alder. He was in middle school when Flower Boy dropped. Which is. Let that sink in, everybody. A little sad. (laughs) No, this is totally reflective on us and our insecurities of being old. I mean, it's it's okay. Old. Are we mammals? You guys aren't that annoying for Can that be my nickname? Thank you. <laughs> if, Ducky, <laughs> if Ducky can pick... If Ducky. Can I pick mammal? Can Ricky be mammal? I'm going to be I mean, mammal. I feel, like, I feel like that would have like long-term effects of just making you feel older. Mammal. I don't... I, I like... I, I'm at peace with my age. I, I actually am very excited to be like in my 30s. I mean, that's cool. But no, continue. Because I, Tyler was the first rapper that I heard where I was... It, it made me feel different. Yeah. I was like, this is awakening something in me. And I I don't know if I should be listening to him. It makes yeah. me feel like a different person. I'm, I'm obsessed with the concept of us having two different versions of Tyler. Yeah. So, and, and hitting it at the same age at 17. Yeah, it's, it's a little... And having that impact of it. A little weird. So when Flower Boy dropped, I remember my friend from John Pelletier, uh, he, was, he was like, yo, you listen to the new Tyler the Creator shit? And I was like, I was like Jaden Smith. So, like, Sire, I think, dropped, like, the same year or the year prior or something. I, I just really like, like, the beats and shit. Like, it goes back to I like Jaden Smith. <laughs> I mean, I don't like his newer stuff, but, like... I, I like, haven't listened to I any like of si- it. Like, that album, Sire, like, I like the story it tells when you when you go through it, like, front to back. And I haven't... Back to front, like, I like the story. I haven't done that with that album, but what? That is, like, it, the first... 
So the four songs. It's mm-hmm. B L U E. It spells blue, and you have to listen to them all in order. I've never done that at all. You have thing. to. It's a it's a whole song. But like it comes on, and I'm just like I'm just jamming. I'm just having. I mean that's cool too. That's cool. He listens to music like we listen to music. He's album focused like we are. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Anyway, continue. Um, so he was like, "Did you listen to this this Tyler shit?" And I was like, "No." And then like I went home and was cleaning my room and. Tamale from Wolf came on. Tamale, tamale, tamale. That was tamale. the first. That was the first experience I've ever had with Tyler Crater. I was like, this shit sounds wild. That I was, was like, wa- I was like watching the music video. Like, imagine that coming yeah. out when you're 17. That would be cool. That was awesome. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that was like my first ever experience. And then after that, um, I was like, Tyler Crater. Okay, Tamale is a funny song. Like it was like mm-hmm. middle school, so that song's like kind of funny to you. Um, oh yeah. Because it's just like loud and like stupid. Super and, in your face. Yeah. I loved it. I love working out to that song still. Yeah. Um, and then Okra. Okra is still one of my favorite songs. Okra is Okra is my favorite Tyler the Creator song. That song in a car. Like, oh my god. Super good. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm gonna get a like I'm gonna get a speeding ticket. I'm gonna I'm gonna get. Like when I'm going up to Columbus for like I'm gonna get a reckless anything. driving charge. Yeah, like and and that song came out like five years ago and it still hits every such, single time. I, I hit that it. is like one of my all time favorites. I think it came out more than five years ago. It came it, out a long time ago. I think it was in the break between Cherry Bomb to Flower Boy. I think. Yeah, that was I like it, it came out after. Because he always does. He does ago. like three, like two to three singles, like between albums. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I was like, oh, that that tamale shit, that okra shit, that, that was cool. Um, and then I just dropped it. Like, I just didn't care anymore. Like, I didn't, like, listen to Tyler. And then, eighth grade, uh, I heard Igor was coming out. And I was like, oh, Tyler Crater. Okay, cool. Tamale. Like, okay. Like, oh, yeah, I remember those songs. So I was like, okay, let's, let's check out, um, Flower Boy. Like, like, my friend was telling me. So, like, listen to Flower Boy. I was like, that, that was a beautiful album. Um, and then... Flower Boy was perfect. Yeah, and so after that was a perfect after I listened to Flower Boy, I was like, okay, before Igor comes out, whole discography right now. <laughs> so I went, I went like, I went in order. So Goblin and then Wolf. Well, I went in order as music providers can like his yeah. bastards not on shit. I right? could, I Which could not imagine being that age and then experiencing the Tyler the Creator discography for the first time. It was at once, like like the whole like. Because I've yeah, known about him since it. Goblin came out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't imagine diving into it with, like, fresh and listening to it all. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, Amazing. I don't, like, amazing. Uh, amazing. Like, it was cool. Like, I don't want to sound like a Tyler Dick writer, but, like, that, that's, like, that's a <laughs> Tyler good, Dick writer? Like, that's a good... I'm going to start calling Carolee that. that. That's a good... <laughs> Your husband's name's Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Um, but, yeah, like, that, that's a good artist. So... I was like, I didn't really understand Goblin yet, because like. Goblin was I'm, the album that I was like, I feel different. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, was, I think I was a little bit. That was like my first intro to Tyler. I was Goblin. I don't like. I don't know how I was to explain it, but like, I was too immature to listen to the album at first. Like, I didn't really Fair. understand the shit he was like really talking about. And, like, I think. Uh, I think it it hit well with uh, art because Tyler the Creator is immensely popular. Well, you, I don't you know if he Tumblr is. Tumblr kids and shit. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So you were exposed to like a different we were, kind of like. It was that everybody shit. our that age age. had a Tyler the Creator phase. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was immensely popular around that time. He's popular now, but like I remember when Goblin came out, everybody like dove super hard into it because we were all like, I think we were around like 14, 15 years old, mm-hmm. and we were all like fucked up Tumblr kids. Yeah. And. I've talked about it before, but I think people who are around me in Lincoln's age, um, I think like 
the 2008 recession and watching our parents' lives fall apart and then us all having to go to therapy really fucked us up more than we'd like to admit. Also, though, like, it was, I think for a lot of people, the first truly edgy experience that was palpable to take in and didn't like it was it wasn't annoying it was the quintessential alternative girl edgy rapper album and there was nothing else like it that came out at that time yeah Yeah. definitely it was insane i get that but that's yeah that's really cool because i often do the same thing where like i'll pick up a couple songs that i really like from an artist and i'm like so cool see you later and then i'll go back in and be like just kidding Mm -hmm. i want to know everything that you've put out yeah so i didn't really like i really liked wolf wolf was like a quarantine album for me because it was like if she was sad and she was depressing (laughs) like wolf was like a sad a sad ish album Mm -hmm. that was one of tyler the creator's first really mature albums that that's when he was transitioning from being like because if you watch the hulu um, which I mean, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard of Tyler like talking about this before, but it was like the first deep dive that I've ever seen. There's probably more ones out there where, um, he was talking to, and I, I can't remember what artist it was that he's really close to. And his music was only being listened to because he was being crazy and outrageous. Um, you with like, odd, with like odd future, like, cause they would post videos online and everything. Yeah. And he wasn't being taken seriously as an artist. And Wolf was one of his first albums where he did crazy, outrageous things. And that's who his personality was. But that was the first transcendence into like Igor and like the more mature albums and like the artist he is today. Yeah. That was like when he started to turn around and be like, okay, I want to like really take music seriously. Yeah. Um, great album. Any other albums that like you specifically relate like COVID to? Um... Can I look at my phone? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look. Feel free. What were your COVID albums? I worked all of COVID, so I don't really remember. I think, oh, I got super into the Backstreet Boys during COVID. I was in their top 4% of listeners on Spotify, and it was super embarrassing. Um, I got into Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And um, it was because Brendan made a playlist, which I still love. Um, I got into a lot of black artists over quarantine. Um tried to do my part and Brendan Turner made a playlist called black rock matters. Oh yeah. You've told me about and that it was all before. black rock artists. Um, so the majority of the artists that I got into were from that playlist. Like over yeah. quarantine. I didn't listen to like really anything new during quarantine, but I also, nothing was also coming out. Everything was delayed. I had yeah. a terrible COVID experience and I wasn't allowed to stop working. So yeah. Yeah. Just one of those things. I also was playing like a lot of video games and I, I wasn't in the car. Mm. So I had to make a point to listen to music. If we're talking like, oh, I meant to say this earlier. I think it's so funny. I listen to um, like shithead dubstep when I do like, I, I sent you the playlist. I have a playlist called Vaping on Leg Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is all just like this, like. It's it's like sudden. It is all electronic music, and that's the only time I listen to it. Damn. And it kicks. I it have kicks. gotten. I've gone. I used to be so into. I went through a really heavy like dubstep EDM phase. Mm. Um, I don't even know what you would call it now. Electronic music. I think it's, it's still it's, referred to as EDM. It has evolved. Like that community of electronic music has evolved so heavily into to what it is now. The most annoying people I've ever met to, in my yeah, entire life. But like the music is so much better than what it was when we were younger. And I, I jam to it sometimes. That's my guilty pleasure is being, being a, 
Uh, being a shithead. Being a shithead on leg day. Yeah, vaping on leg day. But that's the only time I really listen to it. Yeah. There's a song called Rhyme Dust I'm obsessed with right now. <laughs> and I feel so embarrassed to listen to that stuff, but it's so much fun. Um, so I want to say like 36 Chambers was a big quarantine mm-hmm. album for me. Um, I had listened to Because of the Internet by Shadish Gambino like mm. multiple times prior, but like mm-hmm. I listened like that, like I, that was like heavy in like rotation. Mm-hmm. That's a, one of my favorite uh, Gambino albums of all time. It's a, it's a good album. I um, saw Childish Gambino in Chicago in 2018 and it was the, I, I think it was one of his last tours mm-hmm. that he's ever going to do because I don't, Childish Gambino still comes out with music, but I don't think that that is Donald Glover's like main focus um, because of the success of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and he likes the was, film industry. It was uh, the most insane experience because it was the day after Mac Miller passed away. Ooh. I left my soul in that yeah. uh, arena. <laughs> I cried the entire time. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what else. Uh, is he real by IDK? I don't know if you guys have listened. Mm-mm. I know IDK. I think. Let I, me see I, the album art. Um, I don't know. I got this. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. I don't describe, please. Um. Talks about God. Okay. <laughs> like I'm not like a I'm not religious and like. Um, Chance the Rapper's uh. I don't. Coloring like Chance, book mixtape. I don't like Chance the Rapper. I love it. I don't like Chance the Rapper. Why don't you like Chance the Rapper? I'm not even gonna lie. Like IDK, like I don't really like like him anymore. But there's like songs like Digital is like a good hype song. Okay. Um. I I like rappers that don't talk about conventional things. I like alternative rappers and alternative like not even alternative but i appreciate i don't, I don't know what like like i i like kanye west okay. but i like kanye west heartless you okay. know because so that was like that was that was like almost like an alternative r&b album where he wasn't to- talking about shit that other people were talking about in music yeah I, it's almost like something needs to be i i have to have rap and hip-hop catch my attention i'm the same way with almost every single music genre now because I don't even want to think about how much fucking music I've listened to in my life yeah. from even working in the music industry. And I've gone through so many insane phases, especially with pop punk. I don't even fucking like pop punk anymore. Something like really has to be different and make me feel something for me to like it now. And when I remember when Coloring Book came out, it was different. Blew me out of the water. But everybody hates it because there's so much gospel in it. But I think it's so cool that that's integrated into the album. Just, I just don't like the way he sounds. Like I, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Me and my oh. boss Zach talk about that. <laughs> Shout out Stash House, by the way. I feel like that's um, a very fair uh, judgment of yeah. Chance the Rapper because I really liked Chance the Rapper because my boyfriend liked Chance the Rapper at the time, okay. and I tried to go back and listen to it, and it almost just felt like a fly buzzing in my ear, mm-hmm. and I was like. Color cut. I think I'm a lyrical person. I, I really yeah. think I am. Like I, I really, I really listen to lyrics and like uh, I. That's what makes the most impact on me uh, when I am diving into music. But I wanted you to. We talked about a lot. We have talked about freestyle. A lot. Do you want to do your free, not not like um, rapping freestyle? That yeah, was, oh yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really <laughs> hit a freestyle. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um, we were gonna let Ashton freestyle. Did, are you pulling up notes? We're gonna let. Yeah. We, we were gonna let Ashton ask us questions and oh. take over. This is Ashton's podcast. I was thinking now. we just like talked the whole way through that. What do you wanna? Um, what do you wanna 
call your podcast. What's the name? Yeah. Um. Ducky's number one fan. <laughs> I was just call it that. Because Jesse's called... number one fan. We change the name of the podcast every time. Okay. Well, well, yeah. Well, what should this part? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. We'll have to spitball after. Does Ducky hate Chance the Rapper? I don't know. <laughs> um, Ashton has a lot of notes. So. Uh, this is like eleven <laughs> things. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna hit all because some of them aren't good. Okay. Um. This is a question for Ricky. Have you ever cut someone's hair with lice? No, you're not legally allowed to. But have I've you, like, never had. I've never seen it? it. No. No. You, um, you want it to be a first? Do you have lice? I could. I don't know. No. <laughs> um, actually, lice is lice is not common with adults unless they get it like from their kids, and it's honestly not that common with kids anymore. Um, I think honestly, COVID uh, eradicated a lot of lice. Oh shit! That, um, that is kind of yeah. yeah because sense. I like in my experience, like my friends who are hairstylists who pre-COVID, yeah, they all have lice stories. All my friends who are hairstylists post-COVID. Do not have lice stories. I have come close to getting lice, but not in my hairstylist situation. Um, somebody I know works at a daycare, and they got it from the daycare, and then they gave it to a couple of our friends. But I thankfully avoided it. But no, nobody's ever sat in my chair and had lice. I have there's and there's a lot of like laws and regulations. If somebody has lice, I can't service them, and I have to send them home. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. And then I I did have one lady come. It's kind of similar. She had an open sore on her head. Yeah. She was older. And you know how some people, when they get sores, they just don't heal? Yeah. She had like almost like a pertinent open sore. And she goes, oh, I color over it all the time. So it had been there for probably months and months. And I didn't see it because her hair was really thick. And I was doing her mom's hair at the same time. Uh, I was like double booked with them. And I remember I flipped the hair section and I should have, I don't think to check somebody's head, like, and yeah. I was very new to hairstyling and I told her, I freaked out cause I didn't know what to do. She's like, Oh, I just colored over it. She called it a boo-boo. And she said that she colored over it herself all the time. And I had to leave the color I already applied on her head, run to the back because I was at Ulta by myself. And, um, she was, and I had to call my district manager cause I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't service her, and she got very mad at me. I've cut somebody's hair with lice before. She get like and used to do hair. I used to do hair. Shit, what was it like? Like, was it crawling on you? It was no. It was a hairstylist pre-COVID. It doesn't move that fast. Did you say anything? Yeah, yeah. You have to. How did the conversation go? Because I'm like, like I'm. Um, it was with a kid, and their parent was there, so I had to pull the parent back, and I showed them where the lice was on the head, Mm -hmm. and it was. It's usually during the, um, I worked at, um, it rhymes with shmapeships and, um, <laughs> and it took him a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I like, you just show it where it's at on the head. And a lot of times it's during the like six ninety nine haircut sale. So yeah. they'll get like a huge chop and like half of the hair will be done. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I'll just chop the rest off we have like lice treat well not we i don't work there anymore yeah uh they had lice treatments like on shelf like pretty much ready to go and you walk them out sell them stuff and say yeah hairstylists aren't allowed to treat lice um you have to but you have to be able to diagnose it well you can't diagnose it you have to be able to like recognize it yeah and you're not allowed to do a lice treatment unless you have it depends on the state, but we're not allowed to sit there. Like you can't book a lice treatment service at, like outside of somebody who's like a practitioner. Yeah, but like you can see them. Like there are like these little white nits on the hair. It almost looks like um, 
chunkier dandruff. Yeah, and if, if they have it bad, because I, I know what it looks like. I've never seen it in person because we had to learn what it was yeah. to get our licenses. It's kind of embarrassing for them, it's, though. When it gets really bad, you can see them moving throughout the hair. They move really slow, um, but you can see them moving throughout the hair. Usually only people with thin hair get lice, so mm. it's recognized pretty well. If you have thick hair, lice don't like it. Oh, okay. Like, uh, Good most, shit. Huh? Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. yeah, like I never got it when I was a kid. I think it's because I have thick hair. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, is music better on a speaker or with like good headphones? Headphones. Mm. Headphones. Okay, well, like a good speaker. Car. Or good I'm headphones. a car girl. So yeah, like that's how I am. Like I like. I I, I love if you blasting. Have a good sound system like it's nice. I yeah. have a I have a really nice sound system downstairs. I'll show it to you before you leave. Um, I almost always wear headphones around the house. I um, my favorite way that I've ever listened to music was I had a. A system with a sub in my old Mazda three, and that was like my favorite way to listen. I swear to God, music never Do you know sounded why better. Why like it's toxic? Because she used to drive a Mazda three. Raekwon just—I'm not gonna out him like that, but he used to have a Mazda three. Yeah, you, you're like I'm not gonna out him, but Raekwon had a Mazda three. <laughs> no, there's, there's like there's a story that goes along with that. I'm just not gonna. Not gonna I think that. though, outside of a concert setting, I think I think music sounds not great live <laughs> I, th- I really do i think it doesn't sound great but i think if you have a good system set up for yourself i would much rather listen to that than with headphones yeah i think music live depends on like the energy of the performer mm-hmm. you don't we don't mm-hmm. me and lakin personally we don't go to concerts necessarily to see um there's a couple artists like half alive was something where we went to see the artists mm-hmm. But I can say for myself, and then she has, it, it depends, but most of the time you go for the actual experience, not necessarily to like hear the music. You go to see the artist. Yeah. I agree though, because like artists that are like, I don't know, there's Performative. like a, a, a weird middle point where if they go above or below that, they don't sound very good. Yeah, like we saw Taking Back Sunday on their oh, well, he's tour just last year. Not, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Awful. Terrible. We were not like, good why are we here? But yeah. What are the best complementary colors? Blue and orange. Blue and or- blue and orange. Yeah. Blue and orange. Blue and orange. Do you blue. mean complementary, like opposite of the color wheel? No, but like what, like two colors look good in an outfit together. Oh. Yeah, like blue and orange is like. Yeah, I was gonna say no, that's not, not exactly outfit. what complement. Well. I no, mean, it's complimentary. It is, if you have hair- a clothing line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like coming from like a hairstylist brain. I'm like, what, what do you mean by complementary? Um, my color palette throughout my house is the one that I prefer. I really like, um, and I, I think about this a lot from a design perspective because I do a lot of graphic design. Mm. Um, the color palette for like Mean Girls Suck is like, is pink, tan, red, and I like a theme. I like cohesive colors. Um, so not as, I don't like monochrome, um, but I, I very monochrome. much, I very much enjoy um, a good correlation of colors. And I'm, I'm actually pretty passionate about color palettes. So I make, so like, for instance, when I do, um, the magazine and I make all the graphics for it, I make a color palette with five colors and I have them saved in Procreate and I can show them to you. I I have um, (laughs) somewhere I have a color palette for workwear. My favorite, one of my top favorite color palettes when it comes to terms of graphic design, art, and media is, um, like a desert color palette with, but a desert night one. So like light lavender. And then like a taupey, almost like gray, light blue, and then like a muted orange, and then like a rose, and like almost. And then I just started wearing blue jeans like two years ago. I used to never wear blue jeans. I I would only wear black and gray jeans. I didn't like blue jeans for a really long time too. Yeah. 
What are your favorite? Oh, she's over there. Hi. <laughs> What's your favorite color palette? Um, it like shifts lately. It's been like um, I've been taking a lot of like key aspects from uh, I don't even know. It goes by ALD. It's a clothing company based out of Queens, New York. Um, uh, Amy Amy Leon Dior. That's like one of my new favorite things ever. Like, there's like. I don't, going back to like clothing brand shit, I don't like when companies take away from other companies and try to like blatantly rip them off, but I do like it when people take influence. Yeah, you, you don't like dupes, but you're a fan of influence. I'm, I'm a fan of influence. As long as you understand that you can't just fucking like make a logo that looks the exact same way, but yeah, you're is still... There, is there a way to be creative without influence from other areas? Is that even possible? Hard. <laughs> it's not anymore, really. Like, there's nothing like you can you can just like be like, oh yeah, that's my own shit. Yeah. There's always something else you can like. Um, there's a there's a good video out there. I forget what it's called, but it's like basically the whole point of it's you can't be original anymore. Mm-hmm. The best you can do is understand that this happened before, mm-hmm. and then you just gotta take what you can from it, and then take what you can from yourself and put it into that. Yeah. So it's like, it's weird. But um, back to the complimenting colors. I, I really like browns and greens. I've never been a yellow guy, but like slowly getting Yellow's yellow. my favorite color. Yellow Yellow's like my accent color in my life. I think green might be my favorite color. Yeah, from somebody who is like very particular about uh, consistency and aesthetics. Uh, like if you walk around my house, you'll see all my light switch covers match yeah. my the same color palette is found all throughout like when you walk through my house yeah. it's yellow it's like mustard uh it's mustard and gold um like with dark green accents it's like all throughout it's, it's pretty crazy. cool do you have a favorite color palette um i really like blacks grays and like a light baby powder blue okay uh paired with like white those tend to be like I my like, go-tos. Like black and white and anything really in the middle. I don't. Mm. I fucking hate dark gray. Dark it's, gray is. Well, dark gray looks terrible. Dark but gray like is a, so bad. Like a light. I like light gray. Yeah, and shit. my yeah. walls are like, dark gray, so. Like it's this, crazy. This gray. This is sober, but like that tone. Yeah. Of gray. Like mm-hmm. that. That's like I like that gray. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a creative way to ask us what our favorite color is? I mean, kind of. I guess. Okay. I don't, What's I don't, your next question? Um, Come on, hit it. What are the best accessories? Like on outfit. Like what? What's like the best thing? Uh, I love rings personally, but I also like, I have sensory issues sometimes when it comes to accessories. I don't like to wear a lot of them. Hmm. I love, and this is unique to me. I love wearing a dangly earring off of my ear because I have stretched ears and I think it looks cool. Hmm. Like, um, that's my favorite accessory is wearing a long dangly, like singular earring Hmm. off of a tunnel, a stretched ear. Um, cause I don't have like a second hole or anything. So I clip it on the bottom of my earlobe mm-hmm. and, um, that's my favorite. I wear a gold chain almost every day. Um, that's new for me the past like couple years and I always wear rings. I haven't taken this chain off in like six months. I don't take mine off really either. I usually leave it on. Oh, sometimes I've, I'll take it off like when I'm trying to sleep. Like, I have a, irritates me, but. I have a, pe- a new pendant now that I can't get wet because it's a pearl and it's like a real pearl and, oh, and pearls mm-hmm. can corrode if they get wet. Really? Ooh, yeah. Fancy. Which I didn't know that because I used to just leave mine on all the time because it was gold and then I had a gold pendant. I like a crossbody bag, um, but I don't, I don't accessorize too heavily. I think friendship bracelets are still cool. Friendship like I wear friendship cool. bracelets. <laughs> like I have one that says my dog's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, um... 
You don't accessorize much. I don't, but I, my favorite way that I, like, this could be really on anyone. If you can nail the belt or glasses, sunglasses, if you can, like, put all that together, I think that's, like, one of the most perfect ways to accessorize. I feel that. I love um, I a don't good belt man is I just have like a normal thickness belt I think I bought from Kohl's but I, like... I don't have any silver I try and match all my gold tones like I just bought a gold belt buckle and I feel so hot when I match my belt buckle with my jewelry but have you seen people with like loser belts you know it just like it throws me off you mean by a loser belt you know like shoestrings <laughs> hey yeah 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 you just offended his culture. Yeah, it's like that's like like okay. a shoestring. A shoestring is a method st- of practicality. Yeah, that has but become they make a fashion shoestring statement. belts. It's become a fashion statement, and I've I never, still don't think it looks good. I, I don't mind it. I've never I tried to. I rock it every now and then. I've never tried to skateboard with a belt on, but I've heard it's hard. I don't mind it. Um, like like where did the where does the shoestring? And skateboarding belt combination come from all I've heard. Like where does it come from? Like, like what? What's the issue with skating with a belt on that people use a shoestring? I think it originated like originally from like people just not having enough money to buy a belt, and then they just put a shoestring on because if you're a skateboarder, you have fucked up shoes. The practicality of it makes so much practicality, sense. Practicality, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think that's where it originated from, and then people were just like, "Oh yeah, shoestring belt, cool." For a while, I didn't. I fucking have a belt, so I just use shoestring. If I broke my belt, okay, I use a shoestring. So, hmm. I, mean, I mean, like I listen, I'm shitting on it, but to be fair, I wore the weird studded belts in middle school. I mean, so like my favorite accessory is a studded belt. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I feel like because I wore that with my whole chest, I can talk shit. I wore a studded belt for probably five years. I wore one way too long. We were sure. We were both emo. If you couldn't tell. Um. Kind of already answered how you feel about my generation. Yeah, we talked about that the whole podcast. Yeah. What were your plans like after school? Like once you graduated, like what were you like? Okay, I'm gonna go do this. I want to be a music photographer. What about you? I had no idea what I was doing. I I'm still I still don't really have a plan, but I just kept doing what everybody else told me to do. She went to C Tech for to, for cosmetology, so mm-hmm. she did that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I, she didn't like it. I no. never yeah I never actually had a plan other than. Um, get attention from my current boyfriend so as long as you don't do that you'll be more successful that's, than me. i think that's what the majority of 19 year old girls are focused on yeah some of them i wish i would have had a plan though for yeah. sure i mean i feel like to an extent it's okay to not have a plan but like definitely get on that track a little do bit. you have any plans i can't i mean i want to be in paris in like the next 20 years hell yeah like just like chilling somewhere on top of a roof all right like, on just on some shit just okay I think that'd be cool. Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody has a plan after high school. I know that I personally did not because... I have known tons of people with plans after high school. Really? Oh, oh yeah. That's, I didn't. I hung out with Riff Raff, but um, <laughs> I, uh, my plan was to be a music photographer. And um, my uh, I, that's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I was also in a strange position when I got out of high school. Because um, I was, like, getting out of an abusive situation, uh, like, at my, like, childhood home. Mm-hmm. And I was moving out. Yeah. So, I think I was just kind of focused on, like, surviving. Oh, yeah, just getting, and, like, you, getting, getting out. And, like, getting out of getting out of the fiber, fight or flight, like, yeah. mindset that I had been in for the last 18 years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think that was my main focus, <laughs> was that. survival. My plan, my plan was to um, recover from, like lifelong abuse and then get married 
and um, take photos. I think that's still my plan. <laughs> I mean, you're doing it pretty damn well. I, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I, I've always been somebody, and I always tell people that if I want to do something, I just do it. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I mean, I my, I guess per se, plan, like I want to continue like clothing brand. I want to just have like something in the clothing slash accessories industry for my whole life. Yeah. Okay. Like no matter like what. It's a great profitable way to express your, express your creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like not even like, I don't give a fuck if money's involved. Like money's really never been like a thing. Like obviously it's cool if you make a few bucks off of some, you know, some shit you just made. But like, it's more of just like, oh yeah, I'm going to make this because I like the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to rock the fuck out of it. If you like it, cool. You can rock, you can buy it if you want to. Yeah. But like as of now with workwear, it's really just making shit that I like that I'm just wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling it. I haven't sold anything from Workwear yet. I've given some shit out, but I've never sold anything, and I'm like okay with that, because um, that's like a whole process. I want to like really take time on, like like I said, like going back into like getting stuck into like a, a corner, like with mm-hmm. all these other. Like I'm trying to be like a little bit different, in the most uncliche way possible, because it's hard to be different in 2023. But like you, you can do it somehow. Yeah, definitely. So. And I have, like, plans and ideas and shit, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want people to steal them. Because you're moving in silence. I'm What's moving. that TikTok video? <laughs> I have moving plans, in silence. the haters can't hear them because they will sabotage <laughs> Exactly, me. yeah. I have plans, but on the haters shit. can't know. On shit like that, yeah. Well, gang, um, I think that's a pretty good place to end it, yeah. honestly. So we don't Do talk about your... Do you have any your... dying questions left on your list? No. Okay. Good. I, mean, I, think I, made, that, I made that list in... Uh... Oh, Mr. Kennedy had a question for you. <gasps> Wait, Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy is, um, so me and Ashton went to the same vocational program and you generally become pretty close with your vocational teacher. Oh, he's the coolest Because dude you spend half of your school day with them in like a close-knit environment. And uh, Ashton had him as well. I. He's what like, is his question? Um, He wanted to know, when was the moment you felt most comfortable with yourself? Oh, good question. When was the moment I felt most comfortable with myself? Yes. Did he clarify that, like, as, like, my identity? Or... Just, like, who you are, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. I don't know. Um, I feel like it changes, and I feel like you have... I'm somebody to where I have changed drastically throughout That's my right. entire life. Yeah. Um, the time where I felt the most authentically comfortable with myself internally I think has been honestly the past like couple months. There's never been like, for me, there's never been like a direct moment, but the past year of my life, I have felt the safest and the securest that I have ever felt. Um, ever. Like I, I feel more ever since I turned like, 27 mm-hmm. which is a couple months ago something like really changed for me in the past like six months right now at this current place in time and this could change in the future and everything um and that took me a long time like i'm 27 like mm-hmm. that's 27 years of just like bullshit mm-hmm. that i had to go through to get to this point um i'd say probably about like six months ago things like really turned around for me like mentally um i've been in recovery for like 15 months now And, um, I regret a lot of the things that if you would have asked me this question a couple years ago, I would like have a different answer. And I would say that I would, but when I look back on my life, I really don't feel like that. I was living my life to the fullest, doing what I wanted to do, experiencing what I want to Mm -hmm. in 2016. I remember I 
was beginning to shoot bigger artists as a photographer. Mm. And at that point, I felt like I peaked. And then I feel like I peaked again in 2019 because I shot the entire year because I wasn't working the entire year. And I was strictly freelancing. And I was taking more photos at more concerts than I ever have in my life. Mm. And at that point, I'd say, this is the most comfortable I've ever been with myself. I'm so proud of what I do because I was 100% into music photography and photography in general. Yeah. Um, but sometimes now I look back at that point in my life and I'm like, I didn't work for a year. But I did. Mm -hmm. But it you, feels you like I didn't because I was 100% freelancing photography for an entire year. I mean, if work doesn't feel like work, that's yeah. the best work. But if you ask me that question, I'd be like, 2019, mm -hmm. I peaked. That was when I was most comfortable with who I am and that's when I was the most sure. Yeah. And I feel like every three or four years, I hit a really high point. Um, like all throughout my life, like even when I was a kid, I feel like right now I am the most comfortable and sure of myself than I ever have been. But this is a new feeling for me. I've never, I could compare like 2016 and 2019. Those are very similar. However, now where I am in 2023, last year was an amazing year for me. Mm -hmm. I experienced so much. We had so much fun. I traveled all over, but 2023 <laughs> has so far been the most fulfilling year for me personally, like internally last year I had a bunch of fun and I did a bunch of cool shit, but this year I've grown tremendously and I can sit here and say that right now the past like six months, I've been the most confident I've ever been. There's never been like a specific moment where I had like an epiphany or like a, an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also am pretty good at verbalizing confidence. So I'm like, I'm really proud of myself. Like I'll tell myself that like the past couple months, like I've been doing yoga. I've been reading books. Like I haven't really been drinking like everything. It's, it's been like a slow incline for me. You feel like the shit. Ever, yeah. Ever <laughs> since I, ever since I got sober, it's been like a slow incline for me. And, um, I honestly think that I will have more of these moments. So it's been a long drawn out. Um, I'm very proud of myself and where I am now. And I know that like a lot of people will say that everybody says I'm on a healing journey. I'm doing better. Mm -hmm. I've never felt the way that I do now. Like never have I felt that way in my entire life. Um, I feel completely different. Like we had an insane spiritual day yesterday that was like wild and cooked our heads. I would have never done that two years ago. Yeah. And like, um, so yeah, right now I feel the most comfortable with myself. I feel the most confident. I feel authentic to who I am. And that's because of like a lot of the support system in my life. Lakin's helped me. Kelsey's helped me. A lot of my close friends have really helped me like be comfortable in who I am. You better shout out this teacher. He asked the question. Oh yeah. Well, I was like terrible in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was always like really outspoken and unique. Mr. Kennedy knows me at a time in my life where I was being like pretty heavily abused, like at home, a pretty rough time in my life. Um, which I think is interesting that like, he asked me that question, but he, he was always like, Mr. Kennedy obviously was an influential person in my life. Um, but he definitely knows a version of me that I'm not super proud of, yeah. but he's made me think about shit differently. Yeah, like, for sure. Like he, yeah. makes me, he makes me like triple in the most respectful manner. He makes me like triple get jet, like triple guess myself before I actually do something. Whether that comes to like designing a shirt or like literally anything like that dude has like changed the way my brain kind of works. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he connected a little bit better with men, but I think that's because he is a man. No. Like I, I feel like I was a girl, like sometimes I had a hard time connecting with him, but yeah, I just like right now, that's a very good question. Right now is when I felt most comfortable. I feel like 
I, th- I associate comfortable with confident. Mm-hmm. If I'm not confident, I'm not comfortable. Exactly. Confident and comfortable, I feel like really go hand in hand mm-hmm. right now. Is And I may feel different two months from now. But I've also, here's the thing, I've had a really fucking shitty week. I've like barely slept this week. I've had stomach aches all week. I've been like stressed to the max, not having a good time. But I can still say that even though I have roadblocks like that, mm-hmm. right now is probably one of the best times in my life. Oh, yeah. And I'm happier than like I've ever been in this moment. And I say that all the time. I'm like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. But I think it's because I came from such like a low point in my childhood that like anything's fucking better than where I was, you know, like I'm so grateful for just like being alive at this point. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want the people to find you? Do you want to plug your socials or anything like that before we head out? My name's Ashton Sayers. You can just like literally type that in probably anywhere and you'll find something. There you go. You'll see me around the skate park. Yeah. You just, you, you see me. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys Have next time. Have a good time. week, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Can I mic drop? Yeah.